0: Hi, so yeah, it's been cold (laughs) here and rather wet, so um, it's really good to be here tonight and um, yeah, I always um, enjoy the privilege and the honor of being able to preach God's word and um, I don't know if I always enjoy the preparation process, but I always enjoy being able to um, share what the Lord has given me. So... um, yeah, I think I'm just going to jump almost straight into preaching without any um, long introductions or anything, and um, we've started a new series um, on preaching um, the vineyard values, and um, over the next few weeks, there's going to be a couple of people sharing that with you, but I've chosen the topic of mission to share. and. Um, And it seems quite a simple topic on one level, but there's so many layers to to mission. And I just hope that God helps me and um, the Holy Spirit, you know, brings brings through what I want to be able to share with you. Um, And so as I was preparing, I always think, and it's been quite a journey for me as well, is I've always thought of mission. And um, you're probably from a different generation than I am. But my early memories of mission is going to like a Baptist church hall. And um being invited and usually wasn 't part of the service; it was something you know on at a different time and you 'd sit in this hall and there somebody would come that 's been to another country and um, I used to find them sometimes a bit strange um, and they 'd share these slides about this far off place that they 've been sent on mission and um, and most of that was all about raising funds for them to go back and do the work that God had sent them to. Um, and one of the things that always stuck in my mind, then they'd say, You need to write us encouraging letters because we need lots of encouragement. Um, and so that was kind of my early impression of this is what mission is it's these people that are sent, and the rest of us get to stay at home and send some money and send them letters. Um, and fortunately, I've grown in that understanding of mission over the years, and I've been involved with mission and done various forms of mission so um, i think i've come to a better understanding of it um, and not a full understanding but part of what i have come to see i want to share with you and obviously mission is a value of vineyard um, and it is it's part of our dna and our genetic code so it's who we are um, and um, i just want to share with you what it says in the field manual about that value of mission that we hold and they say that it's a commitment and an involvement in missions both domestic and foreign. Um, so in this context, everybody is encouraged to be part of mission. It's not just for the one person going off, um, and it's not just to a foreign land. It's local mission, and, and, and part of that is um, our belief in everybody gets to work, the priesthood, all be- believers. It's who we are, and, um, and we do that both locally and in the context of church and internationally and um, further than that. Um, and, and we do it primarily in the form of friendship evangelism, where we actually make friends with people. And, um, and not necessarily an agenda, but just f- making friends, and it's part of who we are. So that's just a little bit of the vineyard view. Um, and so I want to just pick up on, on the two aspects of that that are quite important for us. And so first of all, the question is, what is mission? so um that's where we say it's the commitment and the involvement so what does that look like and i'm going to unpack that a little bit and then the second part is the way so it says domestic and i could say it's also local it's what we do here at home or in our, in our immediate context and then it's also about foreign mission it's about reaching beyond our immediate borders so that's what i'm going to just unpack a bit today and and take you through and um and this is completely in alignment with the scripture in Acts 1, verse 8. So I did ask them to put it up, but I think you all probably know it quite well. Um, and it's Jesus' um, commission um, to um, the disciples just off, just before he goes and he's ascended into heaven. Um, and he says to them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses, that's the what, um, in all of Judea and Samaria and in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so as I say there, you can see it quite clearly. the what in a nutshell is to be Jesus's witnesses. That's what mission in this context means. And then the where is those, um, those primarily those two places. It's local, which was the Jerusalem and the Judea, um, which represented their hometown and the country that they lived in. Um, and does the same for us and that's often the comfortable place it's where we're known it's the comfortable areas we're not necessarily stretched too much um, and then foreign and is the samaria and the ends of the world it's going to the nations it's going to people that are not necessarily like we are and it takes maybe more uh, stretching if you if you can say that so, um, I feel like despite this very clear message here of what mission is given to the church, and we've probably heard it preached quite a few times in different forms, I think I certainly do from time to time have a fallback into mission, still something I go and do from time to time. It's not necessarily sunk in that level of it being all the time. And, um, and, and part of who I am so I think maybe some of us also might still have those perceptions and so I just wanted to in, my, in my message tonight is to break some of those mindsets and just bring a clear, hopefully clear message of how God sees mission and what it actually is and then where where we go to um, so that first part I will say what is mission and I've just been reading a book by Rob Wegner on missional moves, they talk about the five missional moves Um, And he writes that we cannot understand mission purely from that starting point of Acts or the traditional Matthew 28 um, commissioning um, because that's not the beginning of the missional story. Our missional story has to always begin in the beginning and through the Old Testament. What is God's heart for mission um, and what is the purpose of it? So... um, i decided in reading what he wrote here that the best way i can actually bring it to you is to read it so if you bear with me i'm going to just read to you a little bit from his book um, on the two pages and he's discussing god on mission Um, and he starts off the previous chapter by saying that um, mission has actually come before the church Church comes after mission. It's not the church and then mission. It's mission and then the church. So just to help with the understanding, I'm going to just take you through this and I'm going to read it. And he also addresses God's heart for mission in here. So he says, if mission comes before church, then we should quickly add that God comes before mission. Mission starts with the understanding that the God we serve is a missionary. By his very nature, our God is ascending God. And we see this expressed most clearly in the mission of the Son of God, who left his throne on a, on a mission to redeem humankind and liberate creation from the curse. Mission is not something outside of God. It is part of his very nature, an expression of his heartbeat and of his love. And then he goes on to explain what that looks like. He says, years ago, my oldest daughter and I were snuggling on the couch one sleepy Sunday afternoon, She had crawled up and put her head on my chest. After lying quietly for some time, she popped up her head and asked, Daddy, what is that noise? And I said, what noise? She pointed to my chest. In there, that noise. That's my heart beating, baby, I replied. And a huge grin broke out over her face. She smiled as if she was the first person ever to discover the human heartbeat. Over the next several moments, a question prompted by a book I was reading began to prod inside me. What would God's heartbeat sound like? In my mind's eye and with my heart vision, I saw myself lying on the chest of God the Father, my abbo. I wasn't a grown man anymore. Just like my daughter, I was a child in my daddy's arms. And with my ear placed right next to his chest, I began to wonder, just as she had, what will I hear? And I sensed God speaking a four word phrase, words similar to the words found in two Peter three nine and Matthew eighteen fourteen. They were rep- repeated in rhythm like a heartbeat, that none should perish. God promises that one day every single people group on planet Earth will dance to the rhythm of his heartbeat. In the future that God reveals to us two rainbows will encircle the throne of Jesus, one made of light and the other made of people. The first rainbow reveals the full spectrum of light, while the second reveals the full spectrum of ethnicity. People from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. The earth will be lit by this rainbow of people living as a global, of God. Stop for a moment and imagine the symphony of praise. Picture what it would be like when all of God's intended diversity is brought together in unity to bring the maximum glory to the one who is worthy. There will be Native Americans, people praising God with their tribal dancers, together with the Kalahari Bushmen praising God in In tonal languages, African-Americans will sing their gospel songs with real soul next to the white suburban guys, like us, trying to clap in rhythm. One day, from every one of the more than 24,000 people groups in the world will be gathered into the kingdom. One day, the Great Commission will become the Great Completion. That is God's mission in the world. And it's also the consummation of history and the goal of everything. God is building a family, a global family, that will join him in the healing of the world. This mission heartbeat radiates from the Father through the Son into the spiritual church and sending us out on mission to the world. The Father sent Israel, then the Father sent the Son, And now the Father, Son, and the Spirit send the church. This is the reason why our God left his throne. And it's the heartbeat mission of God that drives all of redemptive history. So if you can put that slide up for me. I did do a slide that he has in his book, a picture of what I just explained. So obviously that was just a a broad picture, and I hope you caught that heartbeat in there but I want to just take you through the picture of, of what he was speaking about at the end with the, with the process of how mission developed. And um, we can see the very first one is where we start off with a heartbeat of God. I'm just going to see if they're going to put it up for us. So it starts off with God's heartbeat. Um, which is for the nations, and it's for all of the history of God's people to come into um, his kingdom and into his plans and purposes for the world. So it starts off from his heart, and you can see there the heart of the Father, so the missional heart of the Father, um, and probably can't see so clearly, but the missional heart of the Father, he then, through Abraham, he gives him the promise of um, blessing. And um, and sends him out to bless the nations in Genesis 12 verse 2 to 13, and um, that can almost be described as the first commission of God's people. He sends Abraham out, and then forms the nation of Israel as that people group that will go out and and be God's missional people. Um, but it's, we know it's not fully. Um, it's not fully worked out during the time of Israel and um, the Old Testament. And then the father sends his own son um, to fulfill the mission. And, um, and that is the Great Commission, part of that. So as part of um, God sending Jesus, he was the perfect Israelite. So he was the perfect human to carry on God's purpose. And that's the vision that we see and we get to follow And then through his life, death, and resurrection, Jesus fulfills the mission that Israel was called to in perfection. Um, And the Father, Son, and the Spirit then send the church. So that's where we arrive at Acts 1 verse 8. Out of that position we now come and the church is birthed and the seed of Abraham planted in the church and the disciples given the Holy Spirit um, at Pentecost to take that message out into all the nations. And that's where we read that um, uh, to take the mission and the message of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus to all nations. Um, and, um, and so then we pick that up from those early disciples in the church, we go out, and that is our missional mandate and our call. And it's very far from a picture of one person going off to another far country and the rest of us sitting and paying their way Or sending them letters. We get to participate in in the story that God has for mission. Um, So just to sum up. um, In a nutshell. Mission is God's redemptive activity over all of creation. And his invitation to humanity to collaborate with him. In his purpose of redeeming creation. And this is the message and the mission that God has entrusted to the church as he calls us to participate in it. So we don't do mission or go on mission. Mission is why we exist. It's what we've been created for, and it is who we are. We are a missional people. And what does that mean? So what is the next part of that is what do we do? So if that's our mission, then what do we do as part of our mission? And that brings us to that, se- that other part of verse um, 8 in Acts, where Jesus says, you will be my witnesses. So that is our call, is to God and to be witnesses of Jesus. And through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we then go and are commissioned in this place of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit as his people. And not as a new thing, but as part of what he's always been doing. Yeah, and I think that that part of it is is a sermon on its own. So there's a lot of stuff for us to unpack on that. And I'm not going to go into um, too much of the detail of Jesus's life and what he came to do and the redemption, and how Jesus fulfilled that. But what I'm going to say is that what we can learn from Jesus in in through Scripture and r- watching his life, and the history of of um, of the prophetic voice that went out proclaiming who Jesus would be. Um, we can see there's two key things in Jesus's life that we can take from this. And the one is that Jesus came and he proclaimed the word. So that was how we then also witnessed Jesus, is through the word. We proclaim it, and Jesus preached the good news of the kingdom. So he preached the full message of who God was, what the kingdom was, what that meant, the ways of God, um, the nature of God. He lived and embodied exactly what it would look like. people of god to follow the ways of god and to live in his kingdom and then he demonstrated what it looked like Um, and we know that afterwards as well he actually came and brought in the kingdom through his death and resurrection so it was it was embodied fully in jesus he embraced it and he lived it and he demonstrated it and he preached it so we know when we look at jesus and we're going to be his disciples we follow the way that jesus went so we do the same thing and he set the model for us mission is when we are witnesses of jesus we witness what he did and then as his disciple we actually do the same thing so we are proclaiming his word we're proclaiming the kingdom we're um teaching we're doing discipling we're doing everything that jesus did we're acting um we're acting we're living as servants we don't act as a servant but we're living as a servant in the kingdom in complete obedience to what god would show us um and um and then we actually demonstrate as i say what that looks like and our lives need to be balanced jesus preached the word and he demonstrated it and the two were always in perfect alignment and so that's what we're also called to do and to be. So then, as these people that are then called to be on mission and missional, we're actually demonstrating what it looks like as God's people have always been called to do. And this lies again, as I said, at the very core of what mission is. So then I come to the end of, of the, the the verse, and that is where do we do this? Do we go to far off places? Do we stay here at home and do it where we are? And obviously there's a both and, but I just want to cover that in a little bit. And um, Jerusalem and then Judea in the literal sense would speak about, in our case, Port Elizabeth and maybe South Africa. So it's where we are in our hometown, literally, and then it involves going maybe wherever we go to Queenstown, we can go to Durban, we can go to Bloemfontein, and we leave our home and we go to the surrounding areas. Um, and again, I mentioned this earlier on, but that's generally our comfort zone because people in these areas generally speak our own language. Sometimes they're slightly different to us, but but there's a lot of similarities, and we can com- we can feel comfortable in those places. It's in our church we are obviously always discipling others and showing. Um, Jesus to our friends and our family but then we also go beyond that so this is like an ever widening circle literally of being in our hometown going to the surrounding areas and then moving up to a little bit further beyond and then when it comes to foreign we're talking about Samaria and the ends of the earth that's speaking about going to foreign lands and to maybe great distances away from where we are and as we do that we're crossing cultural barriers, and we got different languages and different ethnicities, and it becomes maybe more difficult. Um, but we also called to go to those nations, um, yes. and and the disciples needed to follow those directions um, quite literally because. The gospel hadn't gone there, and they needed to to take the gospel message and preach the kingdom far and wide. And I think as churches moved along over time, um, that was always necessary. But now we're seeing a move of people across the world globally where the nations are actually coming to us. So if we look around our hometown, we're suddenly surrounded by people of all the different ethnicities and cultures and languages around us. So... So we can, in a sense, stay in our Jerusalem and, and be preaching to the nations. Um, so um, that comes down also to, the f- to in a figurative sense, um, our Jerusalem can be um, just the place where we feel safe. Um, as I say, we're close to our family and friends. Um, and then our Judea could be our work colleagues and um, people that we don't really know. But I'm still kind of in this close proximity. And then from there we can go to the Samaria in our own hometown where there are people from different cultures, nationalities, languages, social status. And then more and more people like this, as I said, are living closer to us. So we're now here in our Jerusalem, but we have all these areas of, of, um, of distance from the people around us. And then the ends of the earth, as I say, there are people probably right in our community who don't speak the same language as us and are very different. Um, And so we called to cross those barriers of um, Samaria and um, ends of the earth, sometimes right within our own Jerusalem. So I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm describing that to you. and here we can live out our mission on a day-to-day basis. We don't have to go to the ends of the earth. We can actually do it in our workplace. We can do it um, in our church. We can we can do it wherever we are placed. Um, and so, as I say these things as well, it doesn't mean now that there's a we not don't have to go to the other nations. We still need to go and be stretched. Um, and it's a both-and. We get to do the work of mission if it's the work of mission we get to be missional right where we're placed here but there's always a call for us to step out and still go to the nations and invite the nations to us and there's this crossover as we do that Um, and I think the essence of it is is always it comes back to the core of our comfort zone we're not called to be a people that live in our comfort zone we're called to be a people that step out of our comfort zone. Jesus stepped out of the throne of heaven to come down to earth and to impart God's missional plan for creation and for his people, for humankind. And so we're also called to step out of our comfort zone, to go out. And as I say, that might just mean on a Sunday morning stepping out of your comfort zone and moving across To somebody of a different language or somebody you don't know but it also could mean going to the ends of the earth in a sense right here of going to somebody who is a beggar on the street or a prostitute or somebody that's in human trafficking or whatever crossing right across the boundary right where we are um or as i say then physically going to another land another country another city Um, and it's always both and but the common thread there is that it takes stepping out of our comfort zone it takes um, moving away from where we feel safe and where we are at home to actually bring this message of the kingdom um, so just in summary i want to just close with with some thoughts on this is um, m- mission is not an activity of the church as sometimes we might think it's not part of our program it's not um, an agenda, um, and it's certainly not only for the select few and that we do from time to time. Rather, the church has been formed for the mission of God to carry his message of redemption to the nations through both his word and his deed. So we preach and we proclaim and we do. And then as disciples of Jesus, we're able to do that. And to demonstrate it to others. And this is the story of God's mission and the mission that He invites us in to join Him in. It's a partnership. He doesn't do mission on His own, He's never done it on His own. He invites us in to participate with Him. And then mission is a way of life, it's a way of living, it's a call of God inviting us into his mission, sending us out as he sent his son and so many before us. And as a disciple of Jesus, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we go and make disciples of all nations. And in that picture of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we see the combined picture of mission. It's not just one or Of any of those three aspects or two of those aspects, we go in the name of the Father, with the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. And we go and make disciples of all nations, and we represent that triune God to those nations, and introduce them to who he is. And then empowered by the Holy Spirit, we witness the life of Jesus, and we demonstrate it. And we carry that message of redemption. Here at home, in our Jerusalem, in our Judea, (laughs) in our Samaria places, and to the ends of the the earth. And this is God's heartbeat. To ensure that no one will perish and that all nations will be represented in his kingdom in the final great feast. And here on earth while we are living. And we get to see that. As we move in mission, we get to see it. I often always have very fond memories of, Of even now we've just had the, the intensive, pastors intensive, and you see the different nations coming into the church. And I used to love, particularly our vineyard conferences, where we used to have all the African nations coming to conference, and used to hear literally everybody singing in different languages and sharing. And you're getting all that picture that was um, in that um, story I read earlier on of, of how God is waiting for the day when all those nations will be doing exactly that. Worshipping and celebrating together. And like with everything in the kingdom, we get to experience it right here and now. But we're the ones that bring it in. And we're the ones that are called to go and um, impart it. Um, so, yeah. Just... Um, I just want to hear, I just feel there's something here just for me just to wait on before I finish. Um. Now, Lord, I pray that um, in all of this, Lord, your heartbeat for mission will be felt in this place. Pray, Lord, that beyond words, beyond explanations, beyond um, anything of human form, you will come by your Spirit and you will impart uh, what you would have to impart, and that you would, you would um, share with us your heartbeat, let us catch what that means for us, and let us get a picture, Lord, of what it would mean for us if we had to fully embrace your commission, your sending of us as your chosen people to go and represent you on earth and to bring others into the great privilege of what you have invited us into. I pray this morning, Lord, for, for you as Father to come and impart that heart to us I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will give us um, just fresh direction and show us where our areas are that you'd want us to preach your message, how we demonstrate us. Just call us to be greater disciples as we walk this road with you. And we ask you to empower us by the power of your Holy Spirit to do this well, Lord, and to carry this to all the nations in every area of our lives. And at all times. We thank you, Lord, for the great privilege of choosing us to be part of this plan. Let us never take it lightly, Lord. Amen. together guys um, so just during the during our worship this evening I want to just